All right. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Sacred Elohim and the Night and Pearl Ministries. This is Kim or Mickey, your local rabbi and minister here in Little Lazy, Lawrence County, Ohio. So we're going to go over. We start our Esther series. I was supposed to get this posted yesterday, but I didn't do it. So we're running a little bit behind. So I'm doing a Friday and Saturday posting. There'll be one of each. Um, right now we are in Purim. It started Thursday at sundown. Um, and I'm doing our recording now. Uh, I kind of took a break because I was doing some work. So we will be discussing Purim. But also in that, there will be fasting and other things. We will be reading from Esther itself, the writings and scriptures throughout the Bible and the comparison of the two. We will be discussing all sorts of things. Now, the breakdown for the week, Mondays. Is prophetic community. The prophetic community entails studies of Shemitah, studies of Oracle, studies of his newest two books that are out. Um, and also in that, I'm incorporating the Book of Mysteries. Along with that, we will study Revelations in depth. We will discuss Revelations in depth. I'm revamping the and calling it the prophetic community instead of the prophetic insights. Um, we will talk about other prophets, what has happened, um, what's happening in the world right now, so forth and so on. Tuesdays is our men's night. I will pick something that influences devotionally and sermonly on for men. Um, and we will do a teaching on that. Wednesdays is our women. And children night. I'll have one recording for women and one recording for men. They will be a devotional. Thursday is our prayer in the early day. So I will do a recording for prayer on Thursday. We didn't do it this week because we're starting the Esther series. Friday and Saturday. For the next several weeks, we will have Esther. Series. And on Mondays, our prophetic community series. There will be two, video, two or three on, on that. <coughs> talking about entwining other prophets from the Bible that have writings and so forth and so on. But our Esther series is our biggest focus. And then Sunday, I record churches. Now, I will say through the week, I will have music occasionally posted before this 
but not tonight because we're going to get through our Esther series. And then I have the other part tomorrow for our first half of our book. Now, next week, we will go over chapter one. So we're, we will be ahead when I get chapter two done. Uh, chapter one is not quite complete yet. So I took a little bit more time on the preamble of the book so we could look at it but that's the layout there'll also be devotional times and so forth and so on but that's our general synopsis so let's get in to what we will be doing on our esther series the next several weeks we will be talking about esther uh we will be reading from the scriptures we will be reading who she was what she was how she was her being an orphan who this man that played in her life from Mordecai to Xerxes. Um, we will look at her progression and we will play this to the church. We will look at that. We will also talk about fasting, the different types of fasting. Um, Esther did a three-day fast of food and no water. Anything over that, you can die from dehydration. Um, her and Israel in Shushan did this. Um, we will look at the Daniel fast, the Esther fast, and we will look at Yeshua's fast, which is a 40-day fast. And there's many types of fasts that we will go over. Um, and we will be pulling a lot of information from journals that I've got here. And then I'm going to add one extra called a 40-day social media fast. We're going to look at that. Uh, as we go along. So there's going to be a lot of going back and forth between books. In the meantime, we will have our men and women series together for Sabbath, which comes up the later part of March. Um, so there's a lot going on. So I'll be bouncing back and forth between Esther, Sabbath, and some other books. Um, but we will have a woman and men series um, that will be on Tuesdays. What will happen is Tuesday and Wednesdays, I'll move men's night to the women's night on Wednesdays, and I will clear that out for Passover. We will be doing a Passover series from Priscilla, um, which I think is important, and we will do it for an eight-week eight interval where Esther will be a 14-week or something like that interval. Um, so everything will go hand in hand uh as i said sunday i record churches i'll do the recordings and then they'll be put up for you guys to listen to the music and whatever you wish but while we're here on sacred elohim we will just be doing basic discussions april will be my announcement for my new radio station where you all can call in ask questions give donations I'll give you an address that you can send it to. I'll also have a website in the near future set up on um, uh, WordPress that you can give donations or tithing. It's not quite fully operational yet. I got about 30 days before I get it up. So, but it will be available very, very soon. So we are looking at a very busy time with the spring coming in. So. I'm going to start off with our Esther's Anointing series. 
That's the name. I took it from the title of the book, Becoming a Woman of Prayer, Courage, and Influence. It's written by Michelle McLean Waters. Okay, I give her credit where credit is due. Um, this is a recent book. You can get it about anywhere. If you request it for me when I get my website up, I will have to charge you for it because I paid for the book if I do a digital book of it. Mm. Which I will have to buy digital rights. So, let's go in. What is Purim? Hmm. What is Purim? Think about that. If you think about Purim in a Hebrew context, the word is Hebrew, Purim. People think about Esther. People think about um, it's a Jewish holiday. Other people think it's just a day of lots. So let's see what the legal definition is from a Jewish perspective. Purim is a Jewish holiday which commemorates the saving of the Jewish people from Haman. There can be many different types of Hamans. This year, as I stated, was February the 25th through the 26th of 2021. So, the actual meaning, the, the name of Param, or Param, means a casting of lots. It means casting dice, or casting whatever, or the Feast of Lots, is what it means. It's a joyous time. Um, the lots are usually, uh, food exchanges or drink. Um, so now we've went over what this means. What, how it came about. Mm, we will look later in Esther chapter one, going into her beginning of Esther's life. Uh, we will discuss that in chapters one. Um, introduction, you are made for more. So when you think about that, what does it mean? Can you imagine being more than what you really are? In God's eyes, you are, but in human sense, you're not. It says, imagine an all-female army. These women who are marching in complete unity in the cadence of the Ruach Hodesh. Interesting. Can you imagine uh, thousands of women, millions of women in an army, just like a man, following in rank? They're out there. There are saved women out there that are truly carrying their banners for God. I'm one. Um, there's other believers I had somebody pose to me and ask me, what does it mean to be Messianic? I'll tell you what a Messianic Jew is. I am no different than a Christian. The original Messianic congregations were made up of Jews and Christians. They existed during Hitler, during the Holocaust. They existed all the way through history. He had within the church, and nobody know, knew it. They adopted the principles, the fundamentals of Christianity to survive. Now they're reestablishing the faith, and reestablishing the faith is 
The Torah is written on our hearts and minds. This was what God intended, the Father, through his son, Yeshua. That was the fulfillment. He fulfilled grace and mercy and done away with the sacrifice of the, of the altar. In other words, animal sacrifice. The fulfillment was he sacrificed the ultimate sacrifice so we could have him living within us. Think of this. Many people separate the Father, the Son, and the Spirit into three different entities of the Trinity or Godhead or Elohim, as we put it in Hebrew. Elohim is plural for El. So, you have the Father, you have the Ben, you have the Ruach. But what if I contemplated and told you they were one person, one entity, in three different forms? What if I told you the Father was teaching the same basic principles of the Jewish nation to the Gentiles in an easier, much subtle way? In Jewish tradition, you don't see women mentioned much in the Bible. Uh, it's usually men figure. In Jewish tradition, men, the fathers, were responsible to do a peret. A peret is the training of the son. The son was a peret until he took over the property and the rights of the property as firstborn. So, Yeshua was living that same logic training, training his disciples as perets. They were like sons or, or brothers to him. He was training them what the Father put on his heart and mind. But also, he was the figurative incarnation or incarnation of the Father. He was Emmanuel or El. I've had many Muslims challenge me of the divinity of Jesus. You cannot separate the Father or Him. They're one entity. He has a human body, just as we do. He has a human spirit. And He has a soul, believe it or not. The Ruach is a spirit. His soul is His heavenly form. But he has an earthly body. Always has, always has been. People have never been able to figure out the definition of Adam and Eve. A human has a physical dust body. We have a physical soul. Okay? The only difference in a saved person that believes and a non-saved person is their spirit. If you're saved, your spirit is alive in the Father. You know what the Father thinks. You know what the Father feels. You may not feel the Father all the time, but you know His presence is there. That's my definition. If you're not living in the Father's graces, and you're just casually going along, and not experiencing the Father, yeah you're dead, pretty much. So we will pick back up on our next half of the introduction.
right, so I'm back now. So we went over the definition of perm, and we talked about a few things. So let's go into the introduction. You were made for more. Think about that. So imagine an all-female army. We talked about that under the Ruach Hodesh. So let's go to number two. It says, women must move together in unity with distinction and dignity to advance the kingdom of Yahuwah, or God. Women of this season who believe that Abba wants them to display their beauty and power of women must be displayed. Interesting. Most women right now, you have a class of women that are displaying their sins. They're not displaying the femininity. They want to destroy femininity and men, which I find quite ironic. Uh, I'm not going to mention names, but they're doing it. Right now, transgender is the main thing they're discussing, and I disagree with it. A boy doesn't need to be in a girl's restroom or a locker room with girls. They're not, I don't care if they're transgender or not. They don't need to be in there. They need to take and have a separate room for them or put them in the boys' locker room where they belong. They're a boy. And put girls with girls. That ends it. This this, this HR5, which they're touting, they got it in, they got it through, and now it's supposed to go through the Senate, touts that, Parents have no right to their children. And if you are at church, they can go after you now. They can destroy you for speaking the truth. I don't care. I'm going to speak the truth whether they like it or not. They can go after me. They think I'm breaking the law to tell the truth. I don't believe in homosexuality, gay and lesbianism. I don't believe in transgender or bisexualism. I don't believe in any of it. They're playing they're playing like they're playing dress-up dolls. All it is is demons or their wants and their whims, their sins, covered by a law to make it proper. So they can go and pick and choose whatever they want. What if you get a transgender guy that thinks he's going to change back his transgender and rapes a girl? How are they going to define that in court, him being a rapist? Or it being a rapist, that's what I call it, an it. Or you got a woman that's bisexual, she sleeps with both. That's an it. A, a woman that sleeps with a woman is forbidden. And a man sleeping with a man is forbidden. They shouldn't be allowed to do the same things that we do in society as men and women who marry. They should not marry. They should not be given in marriage. They have no right. And then they go in and tack onto the bill that we are going to pay for abortion. Well, I got news for you. My taxpayer dollars are is not going to pay for their 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 fidgeting in the federal government of having sexual minors that are old enough to have kids and send them to have an abortion. And that's truth. Um, I disagree with it. So we'll go on. Women must dis- women for decades. Women for decades, have suffered oppression. This will soon come to an end in Yahuwah. Don't you believe? Shaitan or Satan, she or he knows that women dis- when women discover their true identity in Yahshua, it's dangerous. 
because truth comes out. Number six, women who know Shaitan, or he or she, evil kingdom, will come to an abrupt end in the Father. Women must believe they are in the body of Yeshua, or Yehoshua, and believe he is our Messiah and will manifest his manifestations he wants in our lives. Now, Psalm 68, 11 states, or is written, Adonai will give the command. The women who proclaim the good tidings are a great host. Interesting. It would say that. Okay. Sorry about that. It goes on to state, Yahoo will give strategic timing in human history. Yahoo will give a command to an army of women who proclaim the good news will rise in the earth. Interesting. We're seeing that happen right now in Congress. Number nine, this is not at all likely the feminist movement. This new breed of women will not attempt to carry out their own mission copying the dress and behavior of men. Interesting that we should read that. We're seeing that in the White House right now. And Congress and Senate, women rising up <coughs> that are God-fearing women. And I think we've only seen the beginning. I'm one that is a God-fearing woman that is rising up to speak to the challenges of today's society. I disagree with society. I don't have to accept their norms or blend in. I'm different. I color my hair. I bleach my hair to color my hair. And sometimes I wear it short. Do I have to blend in with society? No. I'm not society's norm. Okay. Now it goes on to state this, 10, these women of Yahuwah will be arrayed in soft silk and elegant high heels. Interesting, that would be described. 11, they will be an army with resolve, wisdom, and true discernment, understanding that the true enemy has been Shaitan or Satan, not men or one another. Right now, we have two sides pitted on either side. You have the Democrats and the Republicans. The Republicans stand for one way. The Democrats stand for another. The Democrats want to destroy everything that is a foundation of our principles. And some of the Republicans are, I don't know. <coughs> I can't describe but you got some of them that are as conservative as you can get and others that don't really care. And I'm making that statement not nilly-willy. Okay. Twelve. We as women must embrace our femininity as beings being a blessing and a gift from God or Yahuwah. We must see that Shaitan or Satan blurs many lines and devalues the power of being feminine. Can you imagine a he-she, which is an angel, and I'm saying that, very lightly a he she we don't know i use that term because it usually when you ha hear he she 
the Bible will say he or she has a demon. So I'm referring to both male and female. Um, and I use that in the context where you can't use it in the White House now. You can't say he or she or it or woman or man or anything else, which is stupid. Something else I disagree with <clears throat> in Congress and the White House. Everybody's an it. I'm not an it. I'm a woman. I have breasts and a few other things that produce children. I'm not an it. I don't have both genders. I've been a woman since the day of my birth. A girl. Thank you. All right. So now we go on to 14. As women, we don't have to hide our femininity, feminine qualities, and compete with men to accomplish our purpose. 15. As women, we must develop a clear understanding of who Yahuwah or God created us to be. So remember, you must understand how you're created. If you don't understand how you're created, you're never going to understand how he accomplishes things in our lives, whether we be male or female. It's very important. 16. We as women must get a clear vision of Yahuwah's idea and make his standards by which we live. Women, remember this. We must obey and make our standards on his word of truth. For it is written, we are to love God with all our heart, mind, and soul and body. And we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. This is a foundation principle of the Torah, or the law, written upon our hearts and minds. As he teaches us the other attributes of the law, then we learn the ordinances and principles thereof. But if we don't listen to him, we don't learn and we're left behind. Yes, we are in the end times, and I'm going to continue saying that. We've been in the end times since 1948, um, and it's only progressing with more signs. He's coming, and there's nothing we can do about it. Nothing. Other than preach the gospel. The death, burial, and resurrection of Yeshua, or Jesus the Christ. As the Gentiles know him. In his Hebrew tongue, he's Yahushua or Yeshua the Messiah. Or Mashiach. And this is what we are to preach. Jew that is saved or Gentile, we are no different. We are one in the Father's eyes. That's a teaching for another time. So let's go to 17. As women, we can't buy into the lies that say males standards are the standards we must emulate to gain respect or emulate to gain respect fully our purpose and find our identity is this in this society so what she's talking about here is talking about us women that are saved we don't always have to adhere to men's standards whatever those standards might be if they think we're dumb, we're not dumb. Put it that way. If we're just somebody with boob breasts and, and 
and I talk lightly, you know, then we just need to go over this way and take less involvement. No, we shouldn't. We should be involved in every aspect of the Father's kingdom, whether it be music, preaching, whatever it might be. Yes, it states you are to be the husband of one wife. It's not saying that a wife cannot be a teacher. It does not say she cannot preach. It does not say that. It just says a man must be the husband of one wife. Now, to sit on an to sit on a council of elders, I'm not going to say that that's not for me to say. Um, but it does not say a woman cannot preach. It just says you must be the husband of one wife in order to rule a church. But there is women rising now where men are not starting churches. But it also says in the last days that your sons and daughters will prophesy and old men will dream dreams. And so on and so on and so on. So again in the end times it talks about prophecy. It talks about visions and it talks about your sons and daughters. I would be a daughter. Those out there would be sons and daughters of Yahuwah. So there we go. 18. As women... Yahuwah or God did not create us to do the same things or everything men can do or equality does not mean sameness. Remember that. 19. Equality means each person is valued at the same level as the other for their unique contribution. Remember that. 20. As women, in fact, the very differences we have are our greatest strengths. When recognized and used efficiently, instead of being at odds with one another. So what she's stating here, our strengths that we have are our greatest accomplishments to recognize when we find out what they are. But we must be in effective in using them instead of being at odds with one another is what she is stating so let's go to 22 21 and see what she says here it says the word of yahuwah or god clearly teaches us that both men and women are meant to be partners in life not just in marriage interesting 22 says as women and men we come together in unity and mutuality, mutual respect, and depend on each other's unique gifts. We begin to express the complete image of Abba, our Father, Yahuwah, or God, in the earth. So we will stop at 22, and we will continue in just a few minutes. Alrighty, so we are back for another session. We are on 23. It says, men and women alike were created in Yahuwah, God's image and likeness. So, it would be physical body, soul, and ruach. 24. This is why it must be his word alone that we use to correct the distortions and devaluing of the difference between men and women. 25. 
Yahuwah's word for us, do not change or don't change. 26, as women, we were created to express Yahuwah or God's rule and reign in the feminine form. Interesting. 27, Yahuwah or God has a mantled women with the gift of leadership to influence and impact the world for good. 28, Yahuwah created women to be nurturers or God. 29, as women, we are designed to influence and inspire those in our sphere with El's wisdom or God's wisdom and gentle encouragement. We are helpers. Remember that. And 30, women, femininity is non-threatening and does not seek to intimidate. It is Elohim's femininity is power under control or God's femininity is what it's referring to with the Godhead. Now we go to the next section, section two. It says from inferiority to influence. This is going to be interesting because we have quite a few sections on it. And then we got what is the Esther anointing and so forth. So we're going to go ahead and look at this. It says from the inferior to influence. Number one, there is a great move of the Ruach among women. Two, women all over the world are feeling a passion. Willing, welling up within their Ruach that says, I am made for more. Three, Yahuwah is liberating us to move from a place of inferiority, competition, and fear to a place of power, influence, and courage. And he surely has done that for me in less than a year. Believe me. I mean, I started this little network that I'm on now as an example. And I was, I, the worst thing I have is public speaking. I am not good at it at all. I don't influence anybody. No one ever listens to me. I've had people do a lot of things to me in the past. And I had to overcome that. Um, I found a little bit of determination, I guess you could say in a way. Listening to what others are talking about. And I've learned from them to develop a style. Um, that's why I'm doing this podcast right now. Um, I'm always constantly redeveloping my podcast for my viewers. So let's go further. So we talked about influence for no longer are we feeling the pressure to put on fatigues or impersonating the masculine, but we are being healed and delivered from traditions and religions that have held us captive for centuries. Interesting. And I found that out from myself for the father. That a lot of the things they teach in the religious circle isn't true. And he's wanting to take young women, even women my age in the 40s, and make us something more than what we've been told. And it's wrong that women should be belittled and abused. 
Now, I'm not saying we don't show our male counterparts respect. They are our husbands. They are our preachers. They are that. But we are to help them develop. This network or this podcast has sprung up to teach young women and young men the rights and wrongs of the father. The father uses me to teach you. You learn and then you take that out into the world. I'm not behind a pulpit. I'm not behind as a preacher. I like to teach. This is my go-get. I like to explain. I like to teach. I'm not one to stand before a congregation and try to give a seminary. I'm not one to stand and preach the gospel in front of people. But this way, I reach those that are under me with understanding because I understand they go through the same things I do. Men or women, it's the same. This podcast come about back when the coronavirus first came as a podcast of hope. And now that I've had time to develop that whole year, I'm now going into a new air. And it's an air of love and hope. So that's where the name Revolution Dove One come about. It's taking its next stage into a radio station. And I want it to go forward. I want it to move. So I'll be right back in 10 minutes and we will talk more. Alright, so we're going to stop here tonight. We will end the Esther series for Friday. And we will do our Saturday posting as well. And complete the other seven ha- seven pages of our learning and expose. You know what? Let's go ahead and at least complete this section out. And we will pick up our next section, which is, Are You a Modern Day Esther? So let's see what he says. 15. There are fear, the fear of Adonai and hatred of the enemy will be driven, a driving force for these Esthers. 16. Many of these women will demonstrate authentic beauty, embrace their identity, and manifest and manifest the power of Yahuwah or God in the feminine form. 17. These women will develop strategic holy alliances with male mentors as Esther's did with Haggai and Mordecai to demolish the division and competition between men and women. 18. Modern-day Esthers will have an anointing to gather people around the purpose of Yahuwah, or God. 19. Women of the Esther anointing will understand the times and seasons of Yahuwah. Interesting he would teach me that. 20. Women of the Esther anointing will facilitate gathering gatherings of fasting and prayer to lead for life before the courts of heaven and earth. 21. Women with the anointing of Esther is one of the influences, righteousness and boldness, wisdom, femininity, and favor. 
22 favor of the modern day esther will carry it carry its not care not for selfish gain and this is talking about esther's 23 women understanding that yahuwah or god's favor is to be used for their assignment in earth on the earth 24 yahuwah's favor or god's favor that they are able to bring forth grant petitions even by ungodly civil authorities 25 women with the Esther, the esther anointing who have favored calls policies rules regulations and laws to be changed and reversed for the advantage of the kingdom or the advancement of the kingdom so we stop there we will continue where it talks about the question are you a modern day esther tomorrow and we will finish this week's reading and then we will go into week one now i will have week two i will be ahead slightly with week two um but this is just the introduction to our series each week we will have a reading after that that talks about esther like an esther one we will talk about the beginnings so i'm gonna cut here i'm gonna say good night pray for the peace of jerusalem pray for our nation and pray for the peace of israel right now there's a lot going on with them being in war so i'm gonna say adieu have a good evening and we will be back tomorrow to talk about esther and her anointing i love you guys and bye Alrighty, so I'm back now. So we're going to pick up where we left off, which was number five, or actually four. No longer are we feeling the pressure to put on fatigues to impersonate the masculine, but we are being healed and delivered from the traditions and religions that have held us captive for centuries. So again, there's talking about traditions of men. That we had to dress a certain way or be a certain way. So let's go on. Adonai is releasing her. The Lord is releasing his favor and grace upon us to fulfill his purpose in the earth. Remember that. The question is, will we submit to the process of being trained and commissioned to fulfill these purposes? Think about that. Seven, as women, we are being called to use our gifts and talents to impact our society, to preach, to teach, prayer, prophecy, and deliver nations. Right there. is a big big part number eight yahoo god is empowering us to follow his ordained direction 
Nine, as women, we are arising and influencing the world in ways we have never done before. And that's what she stated. Ten, we are rising with a new level of determination, courage, and unwavering faith. And boy, did the father test my faith for nearly a year. Prior to me starting this channel, I was on with him for a year. And all of a sudden, he makes me join a church locally here. And how he did it was amazing. He came on me. I was sitting there staring and thinking, and I felt him. He didn't speak, but I felt the Ruach that he wanted me to pick up my cross and follow him. So the next Sunday, I got baptized. I moved forward with that. And then I questioned, what would you have me do? I mean, I joined this church. I mean, I'm baptized. And that wasn't, he wanted so much more than that. He wanted me to step out and move forward. So I privately started this little podcast network in February. Actually, early January, actually. And I got everything together that I could, and it's still developing. For a whole year, I've been going at this since January the 20th of last year. And it's grown. I mean, I'm in, I don't know how many countries now, from Lithuania to Pakistan, from Saudi Arabia to you name it, including the United States. I have nearly almost all the United States, except for about 12 or 13 states, including Alaska and Hawaii. Eventually, they will go up. And this was all in a pandemic. People are hurting. People want truth. People want to hear news. They want to hear these things. So I started out as a news and truth network. I do my so-called Corona update news. Well, I coincided that for a while and got on the, the listings for the Corona. And then other people started taking me up. And it was amazing. What happened? I did an Esther series that was half this length. I've done prophetic community. I've thrown prophecies out. Didn't expect to. Um, even had a former president on here. Which is a big deal for me. He's no longer president i'm sure he'll run again and he'll come back at one point but right now we're going to go on with this this is the new improved version of our esther series it says 10 or 9 as women we are rising to influence the world in ways we have never done 11 or 10 women are rising with a new level of determination courage and unwavering faith you go. 11, 11 women with this newfound resolve, we must be prepared and positioned properly. Remember that. Positioned properly by the Father for that time to come. 12. As women, we must examine how Yahuwah God 
wants to rise us up to influence the kingdom and the world. That's very important. The kingdom and the world. And he has to properly position us to do the influencing. And I'm seeing that right now in my own life. 13. Women are to believe the combination of prayer and action will be two major keys to women influencing their sphere of authority. Remember, prayer influences the sphere of authority. These are the keys. Two major keys. Prayer and action. Okay. It says 15. As women, we are some of the most valuable untapped resources we have in Yahuwah or God. She goes on to say 16. As women, we are Yahuwah's secret weapon. Secret weapon. Light is shining and favor from Yahuwah or God is being bestowed on women to be all that they can be. Yahuwah or God is establishing godly women with authority and position. Them that influence that will bring freedom to society throughout the earth. Godly, grace-filled women are being positioned to overthrow the plans of the enemy. 19. Think supernatural shifts. Yahuwah is causing, or God is causing, in the lives of women, of council women and many women. 20. Many women are taking their place in the world and destinies in Yahuwah or God. Interesting. But she would say women are taking destinies into their own hands. So let's see what question she poses. What is the Esther anointing? Interesting she would pose that question. So let's go in here and see what she says. The Esther anointing is is based on the story of Esther and her past and future. Remember that. And we will be taking a look at that in chapter 1. This is how Yahuwah is making a point of convergence of a woman's life. The Esther anointing is life and it's crushing of oil by the Ruach Chodesh. So remember that. The Esther anointing is grace that is being bestowed upon a woman to influence the current culture for the purpose of the kingdom of God, or Yahuwah. The Esther anointing is one of courage and righteousness, boldness, exercised with great wisdom to confront injustice and deliver a generation from destruction. This is happening right now. You you see it in the White House. It's developing and it's going to spread. You will see other women stepping forward that are women of God. 
I'm going to explain a little bit of something about me. The Father revealed my position, okay, in the whole shebang of how his end time things will happen. Now, I'm not going into detail. I've had several other things that I've talked about over the years. But I will tell you, I have a prophetic gift that he's putting on me. He's not released a lot of things. I, I've done a lot of writings he has showed me by Gamatria. But I will explain something. There is another witness in Revelation. There's two. And right now, one is talking to you. She is witnessing history unfold. The other one is also witnessing history unfold. The end times. In other words, the father's final ticking clock. Ultimately leading to the second coming. But we'll get onto that later in the prophetic community in here also. So we look at how he bestows the kingdom. Uh, six modern day Esthers will have a humble, graceful, teachable spirit acquiring through submitting to teachable, uh, submitting to the process of Adonai or the Lord. Seven, many of the modern day Esthers have been in place of obscurity, seemingly hidden and forgotten by Yahuwah. I had that happen to me for nearly three and a half years. I was forgotten. But he had a reason why. And I'm not going to go any further than that. Let's go to number eight. But suddenly, they will be taken out of the comfort zone of life and placed in a position where they have to speak a new language, learn a new culture, or over overcome gender prejudice eek and I'm in that right now um and I've run into it quite frequently <laughs> women yeah what we got to deal with let's go on nine Yahuwah is his infinite wisdom and un quick quite uniquely designed school of the Ruach has been equipping them for such a time as this. Remember that. Yahuwah God uses every crisis, every injustice, and every victory to work together for, for their good. They have been learning obedience from the things they have suffered. Think about that. 11. These women have been serving the purpose of Yahuwah or God in the wilderness like place learning to submit to the authority in order to become women of authority. Twelve, bitterness will not be untoned of this company of Esther's. Undertone of this company of Esther's. And we're, then we're going to go to Psalms, the Songs of Solomon or Shlomo, 5.8. Who is this coming up from the wilderness learning and depending upon her beloved? 13. Many women will be motivated by the love of Yahuwah or God, learning on his strength 
or leaning on his strength and abilities. 14. These women of Yahuwah will not be intimidated by natural law or deterred by the opinions of men. And I am not deterred by the opinions of men. I want people to listen to what I'm saying right now. Because I've had many. I had a gentleman the other day. Two of them. And I turned them in. To the right authorities. That threatened me. With certain things. To try to get me off of here. It's not going to happen. Because I'll go right to Facebook. With my recordings again. I'll do a recording of this. A video tomorrow. I'm doing this today. And I'm not going to let them. Rule me or intimidate me. You will hear the word. And I don't care what Facebook tries. I will tell the truth. Where the truth may lie. So we are going to call it. For a little bit. And I'll be right back. <laughs> 